Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Alexandra. I'm the leader and creative director of the orchestra. And today it is my great pleasure to be chatting with our wonderful principal clarinet, Catherine Spencer, otherwise known as Waffy. Waffy, thank you so much for joining me. Sounds like you've had a very busy day so far. So thanks for giving your time. I'm delighted to be here as ever. Oh, it's lovely to see you. Now, I was thinking um, in terms of the sort of lifespan of the orchestra, you haven't really been a member that long, actually. Is it like five years or something? Yeah, I'm not very good with dates. I don't even know when I got married. Um, but I think it's about five, five or six it's years. It's something like that, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I mean, I think all of us would say that you've already had a huge impact on the life of the orchestra. Um, not, not least, of course, because you're a fabulous musician, but because of the enthusiasm and commitment and, and so general openness that you display towards all the aspects of the CLS work. I wonder, like, how has the, the CLS journey been for you so far? Have there been any highlights? Are there any specific things you really, really enjoy about it? Um, well, I joined the orchestra. Well, I wanted to join the orchestra because of the fact that it does such a, a broad it has such a broad view of what it is to be a, a, a working musician, what it is that we must offer you, our public. And that's not just on the main stage. Um, it's not just in concert halls. It's about really trying to be creative and really think about where do we engage with people, whether it's in hospitals, whether it's in community centres, whether it's in nightclubs, uh, whether it's on the street, whether it's in parks, um, whether it's um, um, to people that might find it more difficult to access music. How can we engage with that? How can we really think about that? And, and it's not just a tag on to what the CLS does. It is what CLS does, and that's why I wanted to be part of it. And that's why I do it all, because that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to do it all, <laughs> because that's what music is. But, I mean, it is one of your tremendous strengths, I think, that you're able to um, connect with people in a very authentic way in a huge variety of settings. As you said, from care homes to, to schools, to hospitals, to parks, nightclubs. Um, what was it that first interested you in this? I mean, I, I say side of the work, as you say, it's, it's all part of what CLS does, but it is seen sort of in the music sector as a sort of part, participation and outreach is seen as a little sector of its own. Um, what drew you to that? Was there someone or something that was the catalyst? Because I don't know about you, when I was studying, it wasn't something we were taught about. Um, you might have kind of amassed certain skills, but it wasn't, I mean, probably it is now. But at that time, it wasn't taught as such. So, yeah, I wonder what, what drove you to explore that side of things? Well, I think it was really just that it was expected of you to do a bit of it. So I was like, OK, I'm, I'm expected to do this, right? I'll, um, I'll have a go. I don't really know what it is, because like you say, we didn't, we didn't study it at college. Um, and I'm quite sort of open to having a go at anything. You know, you tell me to do anything and I'll have a go. So, all right, okay, I'll have a go. And I was really lucky because the first few people that I had a go with were brilliant at it. And I'm going to mention a name here, Katie Heller, who is in our orchestra, viola player. Brilliant at it. And I thought, oh my goodness, 
this is such a skill. This is something like I, I've no idea about. And I've got loads I can learn. And wow, I mean, this is something else to 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 grow as in as a musician. And I, I was just completely taken aback by it. And I thought, but what I need to do is make sure that I learn from the best. <laughs> So I made sure that I always got on on um, participation things with really good people. So I just learned from the best, had a great time doing it, and uh, nicked all their best bits. <laughs> and I try and, you know, give them back out again now if I can, when I can, if I can. <laughs> um, I mean, CLS, as you, as you mentioned, is kind of part of a bigger puzzle a bigger picture for everybody it's a, it's a small cog in a big machine because everybody has to do various other bits of work um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the other groups ensembles um, or musical activities you have because I know you have a very diverse and uh, flourishing career outside of CMS um, well I am very lucky that I do have um, such a sort of wide variety of things that I do and um, the main things that I do are CLS and OAE which is Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment which is an orchestra that um, plays music on the instruments that it was written for so if I took you into the room out there you'd find about I don't know don't tell my husband but about 30 or 40 clarinets because I have to have really clarinets. that many yes that many yes. what for every so. sort of era for every era, every country, every really country. As well. Oh yes, it has to be very specific. You know, the the um the period music police are out there. <laughs> they are watching. You have to get it right. Um, also, I just love it, and and um, and so I have that where I get to explore different types of clarinets right through from the seventeen hundreds through to today. Um, I also play in a wind quintet called the Galliard Ensemble. We've been together for 27 years. I hear you say, but oh, you must have been a baby. <laughs> no. uh, we, we, so we formed at the Royal Academy together. And I've been lucky that that has worked and that we still love each other. It's as though we're married to each other. And uh, whenever we get a quintet gig, it's it's I, I just look forward to it so much because I'm with my my musical family and what else do I do oh and I play in the Irish Chamber Orchestra that's my other my other passion and it's a passion because they play with such passion and it's an absolute honour to play with those people with that kind of energy love it you also teach as well is that right I, I do a little bit of teaching, um, not too much really, because um, I'm not around so often mm. to, to be there each week with all those other little things going on. And I do such a lot of teaching within schools in the orchestral participation programmes that I do, that that fulfills my need to teach if you know what I mean <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm regularly around youngsters and um, part of the programs within the orchestras for instance I did the C I've done the CLS mentoring scheme now for the last um, three or four years and I never let them go once I have them I just really forever oh yes yes <laughs> I call them my lambs you know who you are out there my lambs 
and um, they stay lambs with me forever. <laughs> wow, well, they're, even... they're, they're, lucky, they're lucky lambs. No, I've even got a group with one of my lambs. Have you? Um, yeah, a clarinet quartet. Um, and we do kind of um, swing music. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, you, you have such a diverse and interesting career. But, of course, this year has been all about COVID-19, um, which has brought tremendous sadness to many people's lives, of course. Um, but in terms of work, very practically, for musicians, uh, there has been very, very little. Mm. And whilst it, um, there's been some help from the government, it has only actually covered some freelance musicians. There are a lot of musicians out there who don't qualify for help. And many of our members of the orchestra have had to seek employment elsewhere just to earn enough money to pay the bills. Now, I wonder, I, I know you've been working as a carer which must be incredibly intense and demanding. First of all, I wonder how that has been, making that adjustment from a full-time musician to doing something completely different. But also I wonder how, when you return fully, fingers crossed that soon, to performing and playing and, and all your various activities, whether, whether you, you, you will have learned something, whether it will have changed your perspective on what you do, and you'll bring something from that work into your um, musical life, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, there's a lot of questions there. There, there are a lot of questions there. <laughs> I forgot where it started. Um, so so I, I'll take you back to the start of my, my lockdown. Um, of course, we... Well, I began by pretending it wasn't happening <laughs> and just practising loads and thinking, oh, this is great, I can practise loads and, and manically doing every video online possible and having lots of energy doing all of that and then came the the intense grief of losing music it wasn't so much losing my lifestyle which I suppose also it was but it was losing music and I couldn't bear to hear music I wouldn't put music on the radio um, I, I did occasionally listen to Radio 1 um, which I enjoyed, which I wouldn't have done before, mm. uh, but I couldn't put on Radio 3 or Classic FM or anything like that. It was just too painful. It was too sad. Uh, in fact, it still sort of is. I can't I can't quite mm. cope <laughs> still listening to a Sibelius symphony without crying. Um, and then you start to look at what you need to do <laughs> um, because you can't just be a pile of mess um, financially also mentally mm -hmm. um so i initially went out and got a job in waitrose um because my daughter works there and i thought oh okay she might be able to get me in which she did <laughs> uh, but i wasn't really very good at that and after my four-week contract ended they didn't renew it i don't know what i did wrong maybe i pressed the it's on us button too many times I <laughs> so um <laughs> Anyway, that was the end of that. And I didn't mind too much because for me, uh, I mean, I'd want to talk to people as they as they brought their shopping, but it's mm. not really a time to talk to people. People don't no. necessarily want to talk whilst they're doing the shopping. They just want to do the shopping. And I like to connect with people. And so that wasn't really very me. So I thought, no, I need to find another job. And I have always thought to myself, if I wasn't a musician, I would like to work in a care home. Um, that's what I'd like to do because 
in the participation work that I do, um, it's working in care homes that I love the most. That's where I have the most fun. It's such a joyful thing to do. So I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, so I managed to get a few jobs actually, um, not actually in a care home, but working, going into people's homes as a carer. Um, which actually was sort of better for me anyway because it was a little bit more flexible um, and felt a little bit more like what I'm used to just putting out the music uh, but luckily quite quickly it um, I found ways to bring music into that setting um, and now I mean I do still do the regular care which is anything from cleaning shopping um, doing medical things, uh, feeding, um, chatting, changing beds, those kind of things, washing, cleaning, changing. Um, but also I discovered that what's really, really important is, is music for people. Because when you bring music into that environment, all of a sudden they eat better, the client sleeps better, client is in a better mood, the client remembers things more, the client um, is ready to do more that day, is more active um, and, and everything suddenly fits into place and I've been really lucky because my boss has seen this too and she now basically just tries to put me as many places as she can doing music because she sees the benefit of it, she sees the the absolute benefit um, physically on all of her clients. They eat better, they live better, they are better for having listened and had some music for half an hour, an hour, sometimes three hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's amazing. I knew you were working as a carer, but I had no idea that, well, I should have expected nothing less of you, Waffy, but that you were taking your clarinet and some lovely music and, and you know. I, I always, always have my clarinet in my car and a bag of percussion instruments that are wipeable and a whole array of music so I'm ready for any requests and anything they want to do. Um, but it's the, it's the work that I have done, the training I have done with CLS that has given me what I need to be armed to do that um, because you know, we've had loads of training, we've had loads of support to be able to go into that setting and okay, I'm on my own now and quite often when you go in with CLS, you're in a group and you've, you've planned it in a way and you've had, the, you know, Fiona and Fee helping you to plan the whole thing and you've got an animateur and all of a sudden it's just me on my own, but I'm not on my own because I've had all of that input um, from from CLS. I couldn't be doing this without that, absolutely couldn't. And I go in there and I'm confident. I sort of feel like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's not me. That's, well, no, it that's is. Great. I mean, it's, it's brilliant though. So in a way, your job at the moment, sort of during COVID, is not so much that you've learned things from that, but all that you've learned from your experience, CLS and, and of, of course the other institutions you work with, has helped shape how you work in this situation now. Yeah. And, so it's and almost I'm, the other way around. It is, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said to me, what have you learned? I was thinking, not a lot, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> I, I, all it's done is reaffirm what I knew, which is I have a need to connect to people. 
And my best way of connecting to people is through music. And all the techniques I've learned my whole life up to now help me do that. And music makes a difference. And I continue to see it. Well, we have had a few chances to reunite uh, recently. Of course, we had a, a very joyful concert a few weeks ago in Southwark Cathedral. Yeah, it, was, it was lovely. It was just, everyone was so happy to see each other, I think, weren't they? And that yeah. came across in the music making. Um, but you are doing a wind concert in a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, which will be on, available online. Yes. Can you just tell us a little bit about what we can expect from that? Okay, so, I mean, wind music, there'll be a lot more talk about the history of wind music during it, but the idea of wind players playing together has been something that has been around for a long, long time. And again, it's this idea of serving with music that is at the heart of these wind groups. Um, you know, um, um, harmony mu music um, was a thing that sort of um, was around from about sort of 1760 till about 1837-ish. Um, and people would have within their house, um, nobility, they would have a wind group, a, you know, an octet, a wind octet. And they would be there to play during dinner and they would be there to play after dinner and they would be there to entertain. But it wasn't just in the noble houses that that was a thing, also out on the streets, in the taverns, um, you know, every, everywhere. It was wind players were there to serve their community and to entertain. And that is what we are aiming to do with this concert. <laughs> we are there for you, <laughs> to entertain you. Fantastic. And, what, and, what, what pieces? I mean, are you playing anything specific? So yes. presumably a lot is from that era, is it? Or um, some some is from that era, yes. Um, it's it's been it's we we gave birth to this program between between many of the wind players in the orchestra. Everybody put in, oh, I'd love to do this. Oh, I'd love to do that. Ooh. There was a lot of um, a lot of a lot of input from a lot of people uh, and a lot of enthusiasm. So it was actually quite difficult to decide from all that enthusiasm what is it that we would put together um, and there was a lot of thought that went into it so I think the program itself is beautifully designed we've got an arrangement of a piano uh, sonata for four hands for, for uh, by Mozart which is very much in the spirit of the harmony music era where people would hear an opera um, or they'd hear a pop piece that they really liked and they would get somebody to arrange it um, for their for their wind ensemble in their in their home um, and so this has been arranged quite recently um, by a British arranger um, and so we're going to be doing that um, we're also going to be playing a piece by Richard Strauss which he wrote it's the second piece that he wrote. He wrote one about four years earlier when he was only 17, um, which was very much in the sort of Mozart style. Whereas this piece, the one we're going to be doing, is much more Strauss looking forward towards mm -hmm. his symphonic works that he was going to be writing. Um, so it's quite an interesting 
um, piece in that sense. You can really hear where he was going as a composer. Still quite a young man at this point. Um, what else? And then we've got two pieces by female composers, one by Amy Beach, which is very beautiful, pastoral. Um, you can just sort of bathe in the beautiful wind sounds. And then a really interesting piece by Cecilia McDowell, subject to the weather. Um, actually, whenever I play that piece, it always seems to be subject to the weather. <laughs> something, something in the weather. Aren't wind players not wind in resorts? <laughs> That's true, yeah, we're always subject to the weather. But quite often, I remember the first, no, not the first time, but one of the times that I played it, um, there was a big storm in the middle of the night and three trees fell on my house and um, it hit my gas canister because I live in the middle of nowhere and, and that became unstable and I had to have 26 fire people here to sort it out. It was all very exciting. Anyway... I couldn't get my music to subject to the weather because that was in part of the house that was not stable because it had the tree on it. So we didn't get to play it that day. <laughs> or I can't remember. Anyway, various um, other stories like that. So I do hope that Fingers crossed. it's not subject to the weather, but it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. It starts off a little bit like a sort of clock and you can hear all the different workings of the clock fitting together, um, which will be... an. Um, an interesting sort of sound, I think, in Southwark Cathedral, a sort of slightly dreamy kind of magical enchanting clock that doesn't quite, you know, it'll be a bit like that if you know what I'm saying. Mm. And then out of that comes this beautiful um, Welsh melody on the flute, um, this folk melody. And we, the other musicians, just bow down to the flute and it just is the most haunting beautiful melody ever and I cannot wait to hear Karen play it she mm. will play it just exquisitely so that would be that will be a real highlight I think it's worth saying that this concert will be available to watch online um, but also the Haydn concert from a few weeks ago is available to watch online i'm not sure for how how long for um but do go and check them out if um if you feel so inclined now i'm going to end we've often talked to afi about the fact that there aren't enough costumes in classical music um you know as strictly come dancing or if you're a ballerina or an opera star you have the costume for the piece and there's obviously a time and place for everything but i think we would both like a little bit more of that in our world that, yes, so imagining that we had our very own CLS seamstress or wardrobe department, I'm going to put you on the spot now and ask you a couple of pieces that we've played, that I know that we've played this year, so there wasn't much choice because we've, we've not had many concerts, but, um, and you've got to give me your ultimate outfit okay. for that piece, okay? So the first one, which is a piece we played just before lockdown one, Beethoven Septet. Oh. What would that be? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Mm. Well, you, you would have quite a lot of feathers on your costume, <laughs> a lot of feathers, and um, it would be sort of trailing feathers. There'd be a whole, you know, it would it'd be like you were walking down the aisle, but with feathers mm. and peacock colours, sort of blues and browns so is that okay for the answer for that yeah, I'm just about you there 
That's perfect. That's fine. The next one. Very beautiful in these peacock feathers sort of dripping from you. <laughs> the feathers drip. <laughs> um, the next one, well, this does have to be about you, you guys specifically. The Ligeti uh, Six Bag of Tales for, for Wind, which you played one of the movements of in the concert the other day. Uh, okay, so that movement, that particular movement. Yeah, that, that, yeah if you'd like to go for that movement. Oh, you, see, I, I mean, you don't have to, or it can be the whole... No, 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 I'm going to go with that movement. I would, because <laughs> I shouldn't really admit this, but I thought we were doing the movement after. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so I immediately went with the third movement, not the second movement. The second, the second movement is very autumnal in colours. It's quite... It's a dark piece, but it's mm. not it's not gloomy. Um, it's sort of it's it's burnt orange, it's deep reds, um, and it's velvets and it's suede's and it's um and it's very it's very expensive looking and there is some gold in there and there's lots of big sleeves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's quite puffy but it's very glamorous oh yes we could do really well there yeah it's we kind could. of you know, front of a magazine look vogue vogue excellent uh then for the whole no, no, orchestra oh hold on is it vanity fair i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying something rude now oh dear i better stop <laughs> we, we get your image something very glamorous high-end high-end fashion high end but you know yeah <laughs> Now this next one has to be something all the whole orchestra could wear. So this is Haydn, uh, 104 Symphony, 104 Symphony, the London, which we played the other day as well. Um, well, um, oh, well, I, I'd see the winds in, well, certainly the clarinets be wearing military costumes. Okay, we would definitely be in military wear. Um, you might also be in military costumes, I think. And then the, the front winds, I think they'd be all wearing um, sort of, uh, you know, those those dresses, um, you know, from Mozart's time, but, uh -huh. but, uh, but the, the kind of more peasanty type of look, mm -hmm. like busty. Um, sorry, Rustic. Dan and Matthew, but you would be wearing <laughs> dresses, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm sure they won't mind. I'm sure they won't mind. Um, and the last one, because I don't know it, and I, I hope I do get to hear it, is a Cecilia McDowell, the subject of the weather. What what should you wear for that? Well, I would say that the four wind players that are not the flute would be in quite minimalist black and white, quite tight, um, maybe a few stripes, um, and Karen on the flute would have the most exquisite dress that you could imagine Elsa from Frozen wearing. <laughs> Better. And it would be utterly magical. And it would be able to change colour and shape. And it would have it would it would have um icicles and all sorts on it. It'd be amazing. It'd just be the best thing that ever but a little girl's dream, you mean? Oh yeah, it would be princess. Yeah. And that is why I became a clarinet player. And I remember you saying, I want I, to be a princess, well, princess. I also remember um, years ago when we were both in the National Youth Orchestra together, and then you left, uh, went off to study, and you came back to play the Mozart clarinet concerto with us on a little tour. And every concert, you had a different theme to your outfit. 
And I specifically remember the Greek night, <laughs> which was, it's amazing what you can do with a bit of rope. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember the gold rope. <laughs> I'm still just as silly. I still do it. <laughs> I did a concert the other day um, with Ailish Tynan, the singer, the Irish, oh, yes, yeah. wonderful singer. And uh, and she came backstage to see what I was going to wear. And she saw all these dresses hanging all the way around my uh, my dressing room. And she just looked at me and she says, oh, my goodness. She said, this is the first time in my entire life I've been outdressed by the clarinet player. <laughs> see, that's what you have to do. Outdress soprano singers. <laughs> well, there should be more of it in the whole orchestra. But it's definitely... Uh, go down this avenue, I think. And fingers crossed someone who is good with, you know, sewing and dressmaking is watching and they're just going to jump in and say, that's my dream job. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can but hope. Peacocks, here we come. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so very, very much for giving your time. Um, please do, um, people watching, if you want to tune in online to watch our previous concert and the wind concert coming up. It'd be lovely to have your support in that. And we hope to see see you in next year in the flesh, I hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Take care. All the best. Bye -bye. <laughs>